Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Geeson, and today we're just doing a one-on-one podcast with the one, the only, Mike Cook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, we're on the road this time. We're at Mike's place. I'm not on the road. <laughs> yeah, you're stationary. <laughs> I am right where I usually at am. At HQ, yep. as we call it here. <laughs> Yeah, Mike's uh, spot has been the hangout for the past uh, two solid weeks. Yeah, I, I also host D&D here quite yeah. often. So. And Minecraft, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we're, I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah, Mike, it's great to have you on. Um, Always great to take the podcast on the road and try out new acoustics. And, yeah, it's uh, great to have you here. Settings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be you and I. We're going to cover a number of topics here. Um, nothing exactly on the docket today, but I'm sure we're going to find our Putting passage. In, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that I definitely wanted to touch on. One of the things I've been thinking about it's sort of like a fiction fixation is the level 21 shots that we've been doing lately yeah we've uh kind of taken a break from the handful of campaigns yeah. we have on the go regularly and uh <laughs> and we've been playing kind of a uh take a turn at hosting a one shot with uh, everyone in the group where all the people who want to DM have been DMing a level 21 shot. Yeah. And they've all kind of been designing their own styled one yeah. shot. We've done like Some, four uh, at this point. I think so. I think uh, I hosted one. I did. Very, one. very spontaneously. Yes. That was really cool. I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. Um, you hosted the, the... The kind of the first one. The first I one, yeah, I was going to say. I yeah, I sort of kicked it off. Um, and then we had Keegan host one. Yeah, Keegan and I actually co-DM'd that, which uh, was really interesting, and I also want to touch on because that was a super fun experience. Yeah, and then uh, Kevin. Yep. Kevin DM'd a one-shot for us. Yeah, and I know Andrew wants to do one as well. Yes. Yep. But uh, I think we are getting back to a regularly scheduled programming. Right, in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the level 20 one-shots, I think we just didn't have anything planned. No one had, like, I don't know, any story-intensive stuff planned, or Andrew was kind of getting burnt out from Cyberpunk. I, you know, I think we all kind of were like, let's, you know, go back mm-hmm. to D&D for a bit. We were, we were playing a lot of Cyberpunk. We really were. There for a while, and I was definitely missing D&D. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun playing Cyberpunk, but it doesn't play the same as D&D. You're not in the same mindset. You don't feel the same way. It's got less of kind of that... There's less... uh, Well, I'll say because cyberpunk is more about mission to mission rather mm -hmm. than big story arc and bad guys that show up repeatedly and consistent characters and NPCs. Uh, D&D is more of an investment story-wise, whereas cyberpunk is an investment mechanically Mm -hmm. where you get more cyberware and you cure money and, and you literally build your character and literally upgrade your character yeah 
Yeah. And and I think, too, there's a huge difference in the headspace that you have to be in when you're playing D&D and, and you're this fantasy kind of mystical world and cyberpunk is very much like kind of gritty yeah. semi-realism. So like the the kind of yeah, feeling like you have in your yeah, the feeling you have to have in your character's head is a is usually I mean you can play a D&D care campaign where you have kind of a an oppressive regime or yeah. something like that, but I I find just the realism, the cars, the guns, the skyscrapers. Yeah, everything's more kind of depressing in cyberpunk where mm-hmm. it's definitely a dystopia. It, this is not like our version of a utopia where... Mm-hmm. You're just brawling in the streets all the time. Yeah, everyone carries a gun. Corporations have private militias that roam the streets. Yeah, and so. like anyone can sort of modify themselves to the point where they become... Actually, like... A weapon. Yes. <laughs> Non-sentient, basically. Yeah. Where, where D&D, I feel like, a lot of the time, it just feels so it's full more of possibilities. Like, it's more about... Uh, cyberpunk is about, like, power gaming and strategy and pinpoint accuracy and... And a little bit of, like, combat mechanic strategy as well. Like, yeah. And Kinda like D&D a... is, like, the power of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, teamwork... And, uh... And praying, and, <laughs> like... And just brute strength is, it, is the cyberpunk thing. Yeah, just, like, shoot your way out of any mm-hmm. problem, or blow it up, or... Or get fists, and four fists, and beat anyone. Yeah. Senseless. Yeah, it's more adult. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, a mixture of both is perfect. Like, well, I we, mean, it's really fun to play other TTRPGs. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's nice to experience other mechanics, I think. Yeah. Um, and just see how some of these other games work and experience some of these other worlds rather than always staying in the one that you're comfortable with. Mm. Because there are probably thousands yeah. of, oh, of yeah. tabletop role-playing games out there. But I feel like there are quite a few good ones that all bring something different and bring a new mechanic that you might bring back right. to D&D or you might bring back to to Cyberpunk. And right. I know Andrew has been talking to me about that, but using a mechanic from another role-playing right. game where it's like all the characters have a reason to know or know of each other. Yeah. And you come up with that before the first session... To skip over the you have to meet. Yeah. It's you already know everybody yeah. a little bit. I like both. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's fun to mix up. Sometimes I like when characters walk in. They're like, "Oh, what's your deal?" Like, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they're sort of confrontational at first, which is always fun because the players know they're gonna end up friends, but they you know mm-hmm. will really, act a little. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's how you act. Like, yeah. I've definitely said like half a dozen times on the podcast but the very first session i ever ran i did the opening scene and presented you know the scenario and the first thing that someone ever said in my campaign was i stabbed this dude in the back (laughs) and it was another he thought it was an npc and he was just being edgy but it was another player that i was describing and yeah i 
I was never prepared for that. It just threw everything out the window. And that's when I knew what DMing was like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's your plans, and here's what actually happens. And here's the window, and there you go. Yeah, everything out the window. Yeah. But uh, I know I've said this exact line before on the podcast, but I thrive on spontaneity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like my one shot, I had a kind of an idea of what I was going to do. Yeah, a loose framework. A loose framework. I had kind of thought of, okay, maybe I'll have, you know, an encounter and then a trap after that. No, I'll put the trap before the encounter. And I had kind of just been picking away at it, knowing I was going to do one. And uh, we finished up the one that you and Keegan co-DM'd. And uh, I just said, well, if anybody wants to stick around and play some more D&D... I'll run a one-shot, roll up characters if yeah. you'd like. And... I had just DM'd for like an hour and a half or two hours, and it was all combat. <laughs> like, there, I didn't get the DM itch of like NPCs or mm. de- describing a town or anything, and it was all combat, and then you, you offered for me to be a player, and I was like, absolutely, like, I will never pass that up. <laughs> And uh, Andrew decided to bring back a character right. from a past campaign, which was, which was fun <laughs> to see again. I made such a goofy character for that. Very much so. I can't even remember their name, but they were just, like, I don't know, so posh and, like, privileged <laughs> and, like, <laughs> such a terrible person. Cosmo McTightrope. Cosmo McTightrope, yeah. That was we name. got to pick some items and we could pick a legendary item and instead of picking, like, a good weapon or a staff or, like, a spell scroll, I'd pick the deck of many things, <laughs> which is so dumb in a one-shot. <laughs> but, like, that was kind of the vibe I was going for with Cosmo was just, this is a one-shot, let's just be as stupid as possible Mm -hmm. and what what class was he he was bard which bard i could do everything i had like a plus 22 to sleight of hand checks like (laughs) there was a lot of shenanigans and not in a way that was trying to mess you up at Mm -hmm. all like i wasn't being toxic or anything i was like let's just make the most of what we have Mm -hmm. here and i'm very much okay with like a little bit of goofiness sprinkled into yeah. the D&D campaign, so it, uh, I had a fun time doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess to uh, use an example, since we're level 20s, um, bards get a ninth level spell. <laughs> <laughs> Mike knows where I'm going with this. And one of the dungeons that we were, or one of the rooms in the dungeon that we went into there was this starfish. I don't even think it really had a face, did it? No, just no. like a mouth on it. Yeah, um, chained up against a wall with these two seemingly unfriendly characters guarding him. And <laughs> we sort of got his deal, and then I was like, Mike, I have a question, and you can feel free to answer however you you know, feel necessary. But I would like to cast a wish spell to make this starfish feel like it always has been and forever will be my best friend and <laughs> loves me and will never leave my side. <laughs> and you and Andrew were both just like, what? <laughs> like, but. Yeah, it worked. And it was also the perfect setup for when I finally pulled the deck of many things where I started reading the one card and it was like, 
one NPC per the DM's choosing becomes hostile against the person who pulled this card. <laughs> and he, Andrew looked at you and me, and we all just knew instantly that I had wasted my wish spell. <laughs> I I like to think I like to think that uh, the starfish is still your friend somewhere out there. Yeah, but it was just the perfect like alley oop. <laughs> it, it very much was. Just, just we you, all... you looking at me saying, "No, don't you do I, it!" I, uh, I was like, "Don't you fucking do it!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah the one shots are really good. Like you can be goofy because there's no consequences down the line. Mm-hmm. Like if you, let's say you're doing a one shot where it's a heist, if someone decides to just like, I don't know do something really dumb, like, just sprint their way through it and not try to be sneaky or anything, you know, that then the adventure becomes dealing with that consequence or something. And then at the end of the day, maybe you get out of it, maybe it's, you know... But there's no consequences next week or next month or... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't ruin the <clears throat> collaborative storytelling yeah. for, for everybody because it's just kind of... Uh... Everyone's guard is down a bit. yeah. Def- definitely. I also really like them because it's a chance to try something out. Right. And and a chance to see what something is like at a high level. And I haven't played uh, a bard before ever. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about playing a bard it in was the next so one funny shot. Yeah. And, and seeing you play it, I was like, that, that seems like fun. They don't have, like, a crazy amount of spells that they learn, so you don't have to pick, like, mm-hmm. 45 spells or something yeah. like that. You pick, like, 20, maybe, 25, which is... Nice, When you're yeah. going through it, it's actually not that much, but... Mm-hmm. That's, like, the the first one-shot I did, I played in your one-shot, was I played a... Like sorcerer, wizard, oh, warlock. Ones? Yeah, yeah. The first one, level twenty one shot we played. Yeah, because we did that other one. Yeah, way yeah. back. Yeah, that one was fun. Your your one. Yeah, I yes. haven't said what the twist is yet because, I don't know. I I won't. I don't. I won't talk about it here. Yeah, but I want to somehow run it on the podcast one time and just because I've talked about it a lot and I think it's really fun. Yeah. But I can't do it for anyone who hasn't played it yet. So I'd have to do it for, like, my sisters or something. And oh. that's maybe, like, a good idea for that, the episode. Yeah, that would be a good episode when you're home for yeah. Christmas or something. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the episode with my sisters? Um, I don't know if I listened to that. That's one. my favorite episode to date. It's, like, it's so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I called them earlier today and I hadn't had a, like, audio conversation with them in a while like we mm-hmm. texted fairly often but i hadn't called them and there's three of us we were on like a snapchat call and that was really fun to like i don't know like i know some people are like kind of contentious with their siblings or like they kind of butt heads sometimes but the three of us are like best friends so. that's that's sweet yeah it is really sweet like a that's a good way to be with your siblings that's yeah pretty pretty awesome yeah if i got like one thing nailed down it's like (laughs) like like the three of us are pretty tight so so that was really fun but uh yeah i ran a D &D session for them over the spring slash summer and then we did a podcast together like we played three hours of D &D and then did like an hour and a half podcast after Mm -hmm. and the energy is so high and it's my favorite episode and i think if i were to point 
like an episode towards someone, it mm-hmm. would be that one. But okay. yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> there's just one bit like later on. Maybe when we do an ad break, it's you know it's probably like a good time to do an ad break. I'll play my favorite bit. Everyone, go listen to the episode I did with Sarah and Emily Geeson. Um, it's truly the hardest I've laughed in such a long time, <laughs> on or off a podcast. But like it's um, uh, a very funny but also very wholesome uh, conversation between a bunch of cool people. So <laughs> go listen to it. Yeah. Now, right, right now, do Stop, it. Pause me. Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it will read you to them in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Go ahead and browse articles from topics you choose, perhaps the latest D&D news, or, um, you know... If uh, if there's a new expansion pack coming out, mm-hmm. maybe uh, some new subclasses. Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. In addition, they have podcasts from over 40 countries, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. So download and use Newsly for free now, www.newsly.me, or uh, from the link that I'll put in the description and use our new promo code MASTER2021. It's a pretty dope code. Better than the last one. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was confusing. It's like, dungeon, but the O is a zero, so make sure you get that. No, this one's just straight MASTER2021, and you'll get a one-month free premium subscription. How's that sound? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Thanks, Newsly. All right, and welcome back after that little ad break. Uh, you know what comes after an ad break, don't you, Mike? Yeah, Newsly. Newsly. No. More Newsly plugs. <laughs> More Newsly plugs. <laughs> yes, we can't thank them enough. Uh, no, it's Fiction Fixation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the thing that we do every week. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do know yeah. Fiction Fixation. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, we really like to roll to see who goes first. We've got a beautiful pink die over here. Yeah, do you want to do uh, who, who's who's ten ten and under and or let's just see who rolls higher. I mean, oh, just okay, the two of us. okay, just the two of us. So that's four. I'm mean, good luck beating that. Here comes the nat one. Here comes the boom. Oh, it was bordering on a three. Yeah, that would have been close. Yeah, so that means I have to go first. But we have so many overlapping fiction fixations that this might actually be an advantage. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to say what you might say. Yeah, now I want to hear it. Uh, Well, first and foremost, um, this one is pretty easy this week because I haven't recorded one of these in like three weeks. We did a huge batch recording and then... I was struggling during those episodes to come up with one because I would do one and then two days later I was doing another fiction fixation. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't got nothing for you. But I've got a couple things this week. Uh, first and foremost is Minecraft, as we alluded to earlier in the episode. Um, our friend Riley, who has not been on the show but is sort of friends with, you know, he's in the circle. Yeah. He, uh, he has a Minecraft server. And Mike and myself and Andrew Lehman 
and Kevin, Kevin, who we we all know and love, um, have all been. I get like you, me, Andrew, and Kevin are the ones who really, and yeah. now and Luke, and Luke, Luke, Luke's around. He's yeah. he's got he's a plus. Luke's lurking. Yeah, Luke is like usual. Like usual, Luke is lurking. <laughs> Uh, but that's been a lot of fun. Mostly, I mean, my favorite part of it is the community aspect, like the sort of D&D aspect where people are just getting together and playing a game and chatting and mm-hmm. having a good time and making, you know, your your own story. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been really fun, too, because it's almost like someone else is DMing for us. Yeah, we're because, all players. Yeah, we're all players. And, and this map, we're not playing on just like a, a classic or yeah. a regular, like random generated Minecraft world. We're playing on like a custom made huge Minecraft map that is like multiple yeah. different biomes and terrains and castles and keeps and, and caves villages and, and dungeons and mini magic weapons and, and yeah yeah so it's uh it's not quite the the classic minecraft but uh, there's also warp towers which are yeah. a, a big part of it it's like breath of the wild is a good comparison yes. where like once you hit a tower then you can teleport there yes very much so and it it's like uh Let's you center on exploration, right? But but kind of what we're doing is we've made like a home base, home yeah. community. We found a really good. Well, I guess I didn't find it. I joined a little bit late. Kevin and Andrew found it. Yeah, this uh, this area in sort of like a a cove, a delta. Is that what it is? That's what I call it. Okay, yeah, it's like I think they call it the Gulf. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, but. I, I like to call it the Delta. There's like a few islands at the mouth right. of a river, right? Archipelago. <laughs> Archipelago? I always mess that word up. I'd, I'll never get it. It's like well, Keep practicing. Archipelago. <laughs> Archipelago. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting there. Okay. Yeah, but it's sort of that sort of landscape, and there's a bunch of protrusions out of the land mm. which we have come to call the toes <laughs> yes so there's the toe owners association which i am uh i like to claim the role of vice Pre- president vice yeah i think i think andrew's the the real president really? but... he doesn't seem like a very i don't know authoritarian <clears throat> leader or like no. he doesn't really lay down the law he's more of a passive sort of lazy. yeah he's a very lazy fair which is funny <laughs> which is funny because uh I thought he was going to be, like, a more of a NIMBY. Mm. Like, you know, I thought he was going to be like, no, you can't do this. This is changing the landscape. You know? I s- yeah, I mean, we all sort of have this code of conduct where we don't mess with the natural landscape too much. Mm-hmm. We try to keep it natural. Mm-hmm. Oh, natural. Other than chopping tops off mountains and... Well, I... D- terraforming an entire island. I only do that island. to the biggest... Ma- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We take on some nice little fun yeah. projects. But... Current current project is Kevin's Amusement Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just being silly and goofy. And... <laughs> but uh, I really like the fact that it's like, 
we'll all be doing our own thing. Yeah. But, like, I'll be boating to go to the warp tower or yeah. something, or to, like, go get some sand, and I'll see Theo running around outside his house, Bill. and I'll see Kevin, like, making a run for yeah, supplies. Yeah, I'll just be like, come check what I just made, and you'll be like, oh, I just built this, like, and then we'll go check it out, and be like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you're just constantly expanding this world, and... It's, it's, it becomes more familiar. Mm-hmm, very much so. I, I know the the local area to us. Yeah. And I, I really feel like I get home when I boat through <laughs> like the first couple islands. I'm like, oh yeah, this uh, is, this is this like, it. there's Theo's place, yeah. here's Kevin's, like there's Andrew's and I'm home and Luke's off in the distance. Yeah. Like no. it, it really feels like a nice little community in there. Yeah. I... I think it's a lot of fun. I, like, I would, <laughs> this is such a dumb comparison, but I would compare it to, like, when I do landscaping or something, when I, like, make mm. something look nice, like, I, do you know, you know where the athletic complex is? Yep. There's, like, the, the main path up, and there's bricks on either side. Mm-hmm. I laid all those bricks. Okay. Yeah, like. Okay. Like, that's actually, like. Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Minecraft in real life. I, I Minecrafted IRL. Nice. So you are like a real but, professional Minecraft player. But like every time I go past there, which is every day for work, I like see all those bricks I laid. I'm like, that was, they're still there. They're sturdy. You know, people walk by, like thousands of people walk by, mm-hmm. you know, every, every day. And, um, I don't, <laughs> To make this comparison so much dumber. In Minecraft, it feels like the same way. Because, like, you build something and then every time you walk past it, you're like, oh, that's, like, this thing that I put time into. And it's there. And everyone sees it. And they go by and they use it. And mm-hmm. it benefits other people. And mm-hmm. Like, I built a little bridge. Yeah. And it's like, every time I go by it, I'm like, yeah. You know what? I, I do like how I did that. Yeah. I do like how that Every time you out. use the bridge, you're like, I just saved a little bit of time. Yeah. And this cool thing, and, like, it's still here, and it'll it'll literally always be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for, for the point where we start uh, to, like, build little exploration outposts. Yeah. And, and, like, build things across the world. And start putting a little bit more of our own impact on this map. Yeah. Because it is huge, and it does feel like you are somewhere totally different, some, yeah. some foreign land. And there's some land. fear into that. Yeah. Like, when we go to a scary place where there's lava everywhere and monsters that are strong, like, I am genuinely like, I think I'm going to die, and it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's be... yeah, exactly. I've, I've had a few rough encounters where I was out exploring and it's like, oh look, there's the tower, like I'm safe. Yeah. And, and then, then you're poof. Yeah. Zombies are at the like and they're and they're named zombies and they all have axes and yeah. it's like, oh I just got like two shotted yeah. by all these, you know, special mini bosses when I thought I was home free there. Yeah. There's definitely a little bit of difficulty. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, no, if it was all baby-fed to us, it would be, you know... Exactly, it'd be too boring, too easy. But, I guess when I play Minecraft, I just like building little things and keeping to, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, having a good view and, you know, I usually keep it pretty simple. Um, I don't go for crazy sorting chests or, like, Mm -hmm. underground, like, I don't know, like, you know... 
I did. I like to keep it simple as well, but I say that after having recently completed like a semi-complex project. Oh yeah, a, that was very methodical. The sheep farm, yeah, every color, auto dispensing, mm-hmm. auto sorting. You just know. not yet. You just have to go around each one okay. and collect out of the the yeah, individual really. chests. Yeah, yeah, I know. So archaic, eh? Uh. But uh, but yeah, that was a an undertaking. I I tried it once before, just on like a smaller scale, and then trying it again. There's a lot of tinkering, and it didn't work this time. Yeah, it's the, the same of, way it worked last time. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so once I got it to work, I just kind of ran with it and and jury rigged it. Yeah, I guess is the right term. Jury rigged. Jury rigged. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and it works. So it's nice now. We can make as much wool. It's it's going to yeah. use at Kevin's amusement park, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. No. So. It's always... Yeah, but. Uh, Minecraft's been a big one. I have one more. It's the thing we watched last night. If you have another one, I won't. No, I like to. I like to hear. Yeah, I like to hear this one too. Okay. If you have a different one, I don't want to steal your thunder. Right? Yeah. No. I. I okay. think I got one. So last night, Mike and I were hanging out as per usual. Um, just the two of us. Just the two of us. And we watched the television show. We were gonna watch Death Note. And we flicked on Netflix. As one is wont to do. And we stumbled upon a show that I did not know was out yet. Uh, and it was Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Which I had seen posters and stuff for. Like on Twitter you'll see like here's a new poster for mm-hmm. this TV show that's coming out. But I don't think they did a whole lot of like trailers or, and stuff. They, they pretty much had it under lock and key until they released it. And I was intrigued by it. I didn't, I don't know. I'm a kind of a horror dude. When I was young, I was very anti-horror. But <laughs> as I've grown up, I, I now like really love it. And um, yeah, we watched five episodes of that. Each one approximating an hour. And it was <laughs> really Fucked up. It was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a nice, healthy dose of eerie, spooky, freaky... It was, like, existential in a way where, like... Yeah. It's, like, sort of has, like, a cosmic horror. There was definitely some, like, cosmic, eldritch well, like, horror. Yeah, well, one of the episodes was literally in, written by... Not written by, but inspired by H.P. Lovecraft shorts. Mm-hmm. Short story, yeah. But it has that, like... I, and I was listening to a RPG bot podcast today where they were also talking about like cosmic and like Lovecraftian horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really defines that genre is that there is no defeating the the horror. Mm. It is inevitable. You can only delay it. But as soon as you can defeat it, then it moves away from that. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they were describing as it, uh, the comparison they used and I'm just ripping off another podcast, but, um, the way that we would understand an eldritch horror is how a cockroach or like an insect would, uh, observe us as humans Mm. where like we have this totally different, like social 
political, economical world that exists, and we all have, like, these very intricate feelings towards, like, ourselves and different people and the world and ex and existence, and then you just have, like, a cockroach here who has no concept of any of that. Mm -hmm. And so these Eldritch Horrors are, like, things that we ourselves can never even begin to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Like, they are so otherworldly and so complex that that is what is horrifying, is that we don't understand. Yeah, and and we not understanding, I guess, leads to not being able to beat it. Not yeah, being exactly. Able to win. Knowledge is power. Yeah, like, and and I think this is kind of what you were just saying, but like the the thing that separates Eldritch Horror from like the other other types is it's not a man versus self, man versus nature, nature man, man versus man, yeah. you know. It's something totally... Yeah, man versus you know, God, yeah, basically. Yeah, which I guess is a type of story, right? Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's something where it's like the, the power balance is, is just... Yeah, and I would say something like uh, Stranger Things is not that because... In every season, they defeat it, and mm -hmm. you kind of know that they're going to. Whereas, if it, I think it was if if it was a true cosmic uh, horror genre, they would never defeat it. They would just be constantly on the run or constantly like blocking it off. Like, have uh, Have you ever seen Black Mirror? Like, yes, I have. Okay, do you know the episode? Oh no, sorry, this is Love Death Robots. Love Death. Oh, Robots. I have not seen Love Death. Robots. Okay, there's there's an episode about yogurt. Gaining sentience. Okay. I know it's a little bit funky, isn't it? It's yeah. Good. It's silly and goofy. It's it's a fun one. Some of them are kind of freaky and... They have like cool animations and stuff. They're all like yeah. animated different styles. Yeah. But they're like 10 minutes, aren't they? They vary in length. Yeah. yeah some of them. But they are shorts. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're pretty good. I definitely recommend Love Death Robots on Netflix. Um, but there's an episode where the yogurt takes over. And I feel like you could almost consider that one, like Eldritch Horror, Cosmic Horror. Have you heard of, like, the Grey Goo? I think it was what it's called, the Grey Goo Theory or something? I don't think so. It's, um, I th I'm just paraphrasing this, but it's a theory where, like, these microorganisms are developed where they can just infinitely multiply, and within, like, a very short time span, they can just double and double and double and take over the entire world where everyone just gets smothered mm. and then it gets worse and worse from there and by like a year they just take an insane amount of space that but, makes sense going exponentially exponentially yeah it's the gray goo theory is what it's called hmm. but it's not actually goo it's just like like bugs nanites yeah, aliens nano stuff yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's really creepy, but I kind of like theories like that, where it's just like, no one ever asked the question, but here's like... <laughs> <laughs> if if nanobots multiplied exponentially, he, yeah, it no would one... take them like 264 days to yeah, take do... over the Earth entirely. If you can vamp for a second. <laughs> um... Grey Goose? Is that what we're looking for? That's almost what I thought we were going to say when you were like, have you heard of Grey Goo? I was like, oh, he's going goose. Okay, we got the, we got the wiki. Grey Goo is a hypothetical global 
catastrophic scenario involving molecular nanotechnology in which out-of-control self-replicating machines consume all biomass on Earth while building more of themselves, a scenario that has been called ecophagy. I don't know. There's too many hard words here, but... (laughs) But it means the literal consumption of the ecosystem. The original idea assumed machines were designed to have this capability while popularizations have assumed that machines might somehow gain this capability by accident. But that pretty much gives you the the lowdown. It's actually not a very big wiki page, so I, I don't think it's like... You don't have to worry about this. <laughs> but it is cool. There's no gray goo on There's, Earth yet. Yeah. Um, but they're working on it. But so. yeah, like the great goo would be an example of like Lovecraftian horror, mm-hmm. I suppose. Where like that that's just it. There's One, nothing. Once it starts, it's over. Yeah. Once you can see it, then you're dead. Yeah. Which is like Cthulhu. Like if you see Cthulhu, like it's you, too late. Yeah, <laughs> no, you already lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but this show has a lot of aspects of that. It has a lot of gore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very... Like, it wants to make you there's feel not... off-put. Yes, and it's not very jump-scary either. It's all suspense. Mm-hmm. It's all just eeriness. And, like... Like, sometimes... In that Black Mirror way, you're like, what the heck is going on here? And it will be, like, half the half the episode, there's... You know, nothing scary yet. Yeah, and you're but like, it's just like slightly off. You, but you know, like, it's coming. That's all, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, when is it coming? Is this it? Like, okay, the oh, I thought that was it, but it's actually this. And it's just like, oh no, it's just like, oh no, he's just enjoying a coffee. Like, yeah. Oh, he made a joke. Oh, and there go his feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So. That's not a spoiler for anyone no, listening. That was that a, was just a uh, goofy little silly yeah, example. Yeah, that was a s- similar reference yeah. to uh, to give you the kind of horror stories you're it. getting yourself into. Yeah, it's very fun. And I'll before I toss it back to you, I'll say that we watched five hours of it last night, and I had terrible nightmares <laughs> last night. And I called it too. We were watching it, and I was like. I'm not going to have a good sleep. <laughs> and I didn't. And it's, it sucked. I woke up like four times in the middle of the night after a nightmare and just being like, I'm going to go back to sleep and I'm going to have another one. And that's just like... <laughs> what can you do at that point? I either stay up at 3 a.m. or <laughs> or I just accept it. And, you know, I did and it sucked, but I'm still here. So. Yeah, I I mentioned this on another episode I was on, but I don't really like dream that often. Yeah, we sort of had this. Yeah, but that that was kind of something I was happy about last night going to bed. Is like, well, it, you like, had no there's, consequences. There's like a big like an eighty five percent chance I probably won't. Oh, there was a hundred percent chance. I was like, I'm going to take my laptop to bed and put something on and yeah, no. just turn into a solid stone version of myself until my alarm goes off. No, I was basically awake, <clears throat> not physically, but mentally the entire time. <laughs> and it was terrifying. 
and uh, then I went to work. <laughs> so. I think my secret is I'm just always mentally asleep. Oh. So I don't have to ever fall asleep. I just shut my eyes and lay there. It's interesting because I'm, <laughs> I'm always awake when I'm asleep and when I'm awake. I don't know. When you're asleep, you're awake. Yeah, and I'm awake. Yeah. 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 We should <laughs> fix that. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried reversing this? Have you tried just chilling out? <laughs> have you tried turning yourself on and off again? Oh. Good time for an ad break. <laughs> Another one? We only have one ad, Mike. Um, well, if you do two ad breaks, you can use the second ad break to uh, advertise the ad spot. Let's... Hey, if you're looking to advertise on a uh, D&D-related podcast... You this... don't even have to give us money. Yeah, this is the spot for you. You can tell Theo that if he gets... One million people uh-huh. to use his code. You'll give him fifty cents, and he will give you an ad. I'll de- absolutely. We'll we'll record a hundred and fifty versions of an ad, uh-huh. and we will send you all of them, mm-hmm. and you can pick your favorite, and that's the ad we'll use. We'll give you like forty six percent creative control. Forty six, yeah. I mean, you can't do that. We can do forty nine. Max is forty nine. Max forty nine. Yeah. We're not. We're not giving over complete control though. No. We're, 50, we're gonna. Like, we're gonna stay. If you want fifty fifty, it's gonna need a, a huge, uh, cash offer as well. Yeah. Like even just like you know oh I've got cash and I'll use it to buy you guys like a couple hot dogs. No, it's got to be four point five. <laughs> We need you hear you heard it here first, folks. We need like two cokes from you. Yeah, four point five dollars. Uh, it's a million. Oh, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board with that too. <laughs> um, yeah. So my uh-huh. my fiction fixation. Great pivot. Thank you. Greasy. <laughs> um, this uh, this is a silly and goofy one, mm-hmm. but my fiction fixation. <laughs> Is I have recently started a new job. Okay, I, I love it. It's, it's I'm here for it. It's all. It feels it feels like a fantasy is to me. So. <laughs> Capitalism <laughs> is but a theory. Yeah, I. Uh, and we all perform it. I do not subscribe to capitalism, but I am forced to. Are you a Marxist? I'm a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Damn, never thought I'd have a communist on the <laughs> No, I took a class about Karl Marx, and he, I mean, he talked the talk. Oh, yeah. He's got some points. I didn't I didn't take any classes on Karl Marx. I but... read so much of his stuff. <laughs> like, more than anyone should ever have to read. Who... You were reading his, like, texts. And his, he would be like, all know... right, this week you have to read 50 pages of Karl Marx. And I was like, I... <laughs> Will not. I'll but read I tried. four. I like, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I would like leave it to the day before and be like, I can do this, and then start reading and be like, I don't understand a single thing that is happening. <laughs> and it takes reading when you're reading prose that is normal <laughs> is very quick, but when you're reading Shakespeare or <laughs> Marx, mm-hmm. it takes ten times as long because. You can read something. You can read two pages and then be like, I don't understand what is happening right now. I'm just 
in taking information and not processing. It's just words on a page. At, it's at going some in point. one in yeah. one brain and out the other. It definitely can take a little bit of work to read something not as modern. Yes. Our brains are trained to read what we read often, I guess. But anyways, back to yeah. I'm a cheesemonger now. She, right. You don't conform to. No, I I I am currently conforming yeah. to capitalism, because I you know. You need money to eat and drink. You need... <laughs> well, that's what you sell is food, and you help other people. I do. Yeah. I do. I sell cheese now. Uh-huh. Cheese and meats. And crackers? Yeah, there's definitely some crackers in there. A fourth option? Some chips. Wow. You can get, you can get like, olives. You can get... Uh, we have milk. Like, oh. like from, from, like, cows that are petted every day. It's in glass bottles. Even if you didn't... <laughs> work at this store I would be very you know I need to go down there yeah it's it's pretty cool and like you can go in there and you can get like some sliced meat mm-hmm. for like two bucks four a bucks slices of salami or something yeah we've got a couple salamis in there you Ooh. can come in and be like yeah give me 50 grams of salami we'll give you like I don't know 15 slices a salami, like little round Do you slice have, of like, meat. the dried, I think it's salami it's like, where, like, it's on a hook or something? Like, it's like a sort of a horseshoe shape? We've, we've got, like, all our meats in the, in the thing out front. Mm. None of them are, like, big and, but we've got... like, a whole... We, all our meats are cured by, like, one of the co-owners in Halifax, mm. and he brings them down to us. We used to always go to, like, this Dutch food store, and we would get, like, a horseshoe-shaped, like, sausage... And we would just, like, leave it on the counter because it's dried meat and it mm-hmm. doesn't need to, like... <laughs> but you just walk up and cut a couple slices of, so- like, dried sausage and then carry on. What kind of what kind of sausage was it? Oh, I can't remember. I would have to ask my dad. But he would always buy it and bring it home and, like, get one and put it on the counter and hang up the other one on the wall. and then. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It was just, like... And then we get baguette and some oils and shit. Yeah, we got baguettes. We get fresh bread on oh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, yeah. I might spend a lot of money here. Yeah, it's good. The bread's like, you can get a loaf of baguette the for six good. bucks. <laughs> the bread's Yeah, I, had, I, that's, I ate some bread earlier, Is actually. Is that what you are eating? Yeah. It was very good. I, they are, are trying sandwiches out. Oh, Actually, I would go and, over there for lunch. And all it is is butter, meat, and like on a baguette. That sounds ideal. And then you buy like a, like a $6, $7 slice of cheese to go with that. And you got like a nice, a nice little hunk of cheese there. Right. And a little sandwich. Oh, yeah. Add some of your cheese onto your sandwich. Eat some if of your cheese. If they had sandwiches, I would go there all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, I'll let you know if we start like doing sandwiches. Yeah. I gotta go in and sort of... We're gonna do charcuterie boxes to go here soon, yeah. which is cool. Whenever you work, I work though, so... I... True. I, I do work a little, like, I'm, I work till like six sometimes. Okay, so... I'll have so to... like on your, on your way home, you could yeah. stick to Main Street and pop in. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I've never used a big meat slicer before. But now, now I said, oh, game. right, side mm. back and mm. forth. Yeah. yeah, and you just hold the meat, run it against the blade, and then you grab the slices. And Is there any technique to it? Is there a pretty. You just keep your finger away from the blade and you hold the meat yeah. tight up against it, 
And it's just... And then back. Like, the first time you do it, you'll it's, be as good as if you do it 100,000 times? Or do you think... You I can... think I think you might get, like, a little bit better, but I don't think the technique is like, oh, you, you do this, too. I don't mm-hmm. think there's... With the cheeses, there's definitely a technique right. to cutting some of them. And, like... I'm I'm at the part right now where I'm still learning. Like people buy it by the hundred grams, like I'll get a hundred gram piece, and you have to like cut them a piece and then weigh it out. Be like, oh, that was only seventy eight grams. And like, then, I'll cut you another. And, and then you have to hit a hundred. Yeah. So or like, like or like get and if them, it's like one hundred three, you're just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, and like some people are like, oh. 120, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't mind a little extra yeah. cheese. Or, like, yeah, but you but, don't want to go less. Well, exactly. And so, and some people will say, oh, 94, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah. And, and the meat's different, where it's like you're getting a slight, like, like a sheet that's almost the size of my, size of my and laptop. And it's kind of like, like pre-weighed? And the, and the meat's like, or, where it's like, yeah, basically. But it's like, this is... On average, this is approximately a hundred grams. Yeah. You might get be getting ninety four grams, but yeah, you're getting it's like when they package like sandwich. Meat. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is a hundred gram portion. It might be anywhere between ninety four. Yeah, and but like there's no way to make it like mm-hmm, exactly. It's you know like five rows of five yeah. pieces of meat or whatever, mm. six rows. This has probably been the most interesting fiction fixation. Yeah, it's... I'm uh, fixated. <laughs> it's, it's something totally here. new to me. Like, yeah. working with cheese. I, I guess I worked with wine for a while. But uh, cheese is a really neat thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning quite a bit. It's a delicacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's been interesting, too. Like, just getting to meet the people that are coming into the shop. Yeah. Especially this week, there's a... Devour the ah, food yes. film festival. Right. Uh, so Don't lots of <laughs> there's a uh, lots. Of, maybe they'll pay you. No. <laughs> there's a uh, lots of people around Those for that. <laughs> so so I've been talking to all these people from a bunch of different places because they are the type of people to want fine cheese. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's cool because I'm trying stuff I've never had before. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, I might have to come down. Do you guys do, like, flights? <laughs> um, no. We don't, but that's, like, a crazy idea. It is a little do bit Do a cheese a flight. Yeah, that's, what, like... Yeah. But I, I guess, like... I should be the creative director for <laughs> the cheese shop. I'm a visionary. Yeah, you'd have to fight for that role. Oh. There's a couple of us in there. Like, I think Jeez. only a couple of us. <laughs> yeah. But no. I know how to use the meat slicer, so be careful if you come in there. Yeah. All great. I'm, I'm fixated on it. Sounds like you're fixated on it. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. I only worked, like, four shifts. Yeah, well. But it's been sweet. You're at the point where you're still counting shifts. Once you stop, like, counting how many shifts you're in, you're, yeah. then you're in it. Yeah, exactly. Four four shifts is not a whole lot. You're like, oh, this is my, like, 12th shift. Like, no, then, then yeah. you're just in it. Yeah, stop counting at that point. Like, yeah, that's then you're you just working. Yeah, and then as soon as someone else gets hired on and you're no longer the new guy, Yeah. that's a really good feeling. You're like, yeah. oh, thank God. Like today, Today someone came in and they're like, yeah, I dropped my resume off here. A little bit ago, and I was like, 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, got your job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's great. me. Um, Cheesemonger. Cheese. <laughs> that's, that's a term. It means someone who sells cheese. That's true. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Mike, yeah. thanks for hosting and coming on and chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me on this little, uh, I'd, I'd like to call it a fireside chat, but there's no fire to speak of. Uh, Only yeah. on the ad break. We, we talked about we, having a fire. Lots of fire. We but we didn't have thing, one, unfortunately. No. Hopefully soon, though, before before the snow comes and... Oof. I don't know. Don't winter a winter fire isn't isn't bad. I don't know if you've ever done that. Just oh, like I absolutely like put some wood in like some snow and then you just kind of let it yeah. let it burn around into like a little pit. No, any time of year, I'm down for. I'm fire. down too. I we, know Andrew has a fireplace. I was just yeah at his house. Yeah, that's that's like my favorite reason. When, for, like, Andrew hosting. Yeah, oh, good. It's like, oh, I don't mind, like, if his parents are there, because he's got that sick wood fireplace. Yeah. Riley had one, too. What happened? At his place. Is it still there? Yeah. I don't know why I said had. He has one. I was like, what happened? No, Riley's got one. I, I would beat someone over the head with this stick I've got right over here. If you could get one? Yeah. Yeah. If I could do, like, a warlock spell. To... To get a fireplace. Would you sacrifice me? Create bond fireplace. Okay. If you could kill me and everyone in the world would forget all memories of me, like, not only would you get away with it, but no one would ever remember if I existed. Would, for, in exchange for a fireplace, would you do it? It's, and it's a massive hearth, stone, and there's a pizza oven. You know what? I... I think the only the only person who knows you. I think, and we'll end. It's not this. worth it, because you're the my guilt. you're my actual like fireplace hookup. Oh, okay. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> this is a means to an end. <laughs> it's it's like same same end. One you have a guilty conscience, and the other one you got a friend. So yeah. Okay. The fireplace thing was maybe like, <laughs> huh. okay. No, yeah. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think I'd. Now, if we're talking, Kevin. I was gonna say, uh, say Neil. Yeah. <laughs> we we've all got one. <laughs> we've all got a friend we would sacrifice for a wood stove. <laughs> I'm just I'm just <laughs> kidding, Kevin. Casting. I'm just kidding. Is this is all comedy? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, everybody, and thanks for tuning. I uh, I can't wait to be back. It's always a pleasure to uh, to have you. Yeah, uh, a little peek behind the curtain before we go. I might be recording a podcast tomorrow with um, basically my oldest friend, John Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah, we go way back. Yeah. I, you were one of the original members. I was in the writing room when he did Living on a Prayer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, back when the band was just called John. And then you were like, hey, maybe yeah, maybe we should go with like, Bon Jovi? And he was like, no, nah, it's just John. <laughs> yeah. But with a W. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and if you're in the writing room, even if you don't like come up with anything, just because you were part of like the atmosphere and contributing, you still get creds. Yeah, you still get a name on the back of the, the uh, CD. 
No, but his name is Andrew, and it's not Lehman. Oh, new, new Andrew. Andrew alert. There's going to be an Andrew alert. <laughs> Andrew alert. Yeah, drive down the highway, you'll see the signs, folks. And you get Andrew alert. <laughs> Turn your notifications on, please. Yeah. Turn your ringer on, please. You want to off. Yeah, you want, you want to be ready. You want to listen to this one when it is hot. Off the podcast yeah, press. If it's with your permission, if this one's really good, I might release it first. The other one with Andrew, but we'll see. If he drops a if he drops a ball, then maybe I'll just hang on to it. Yeah, but you got to keep this conversation in so uh-huh. that pe- people will know what the, happens. Yeah, what pe- order. people who listen to the entire podcast. I will date it. Well, Today is October 29th, twenty twenty two. Yeah, I. I guess we started this on October 28th, 2022. Oh shit. Oh crap, we did. <laughs> so, so if it is it is not the first podcast released yeah, after this date, I'll date the other one. But this conversation will will, you know, date itself. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being you. Oh, I try. Okay. Thank <laughs> you.